0: Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network.
2: Welcome back. BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. It is officially NFL kickoff day. We'll get to our lightning bets, our finalized plays for tonight's game. Coming up about 20 minutes right now, though, Paul Charchi is going to join us from theguillotineleagues.com and KFAN in Minnesota. Paul, it is, uh, well, welcome back. Happy uh, Happy New Year. Football is officially back. And mm-hmm. we were just discussing some of our futures bets on on players. Well, you know, Offense Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, those kind of markets. You were on Damian Pierce, drafted him before the hype really took off. You know, that Offensive mm-hmm. Rookie of the Year hype's been on different players this summer. I, I like George Pickens. It's been Pierce. Um, wh- wh- what are you thinking as we head to the season? Is is Pierce your your best thought on Offensive Rookie of the Year?
1: Well, I think he's turned into probably the safest play, and what frankly is kind of a wobbly class. This is there's not there's not a a handful of really standout guys. We're talking about a fourth a fourth round running back, and of note, no fourth round running backs ever won this award. Nobody lower than three's ever won it before. So we would need we would need to get something kind of special to happen. But Damian Pierce is special. He's coming off a preseason that at Pro Football Focus is highest rated rookie preseason since 2006 i didn't even think pro football focus wow. went back to 2006. i mean this guy is <laughs> he is he's a big body back with the crazy footwork and the comparison that i've made which is totally unfair and totally inappropriate and i'm making it anyway because the guy i'm going to compare him to is in the hall of fame jerome bettis big body guy whose footwork made him really special and we see some of that in Damian Pierce. He can catch as well. And they haven't used him that way in the preseason at all, but they did in Florida. They would run him down the seam 20 yards and throw him the ball, and he'd catch it. So Damian Pierce could be a three-down special back in a weak class of rookies. Right now going off the board at roughly plus 1,000. If you picked him up last time, we talked about Damian Pierce. He was sitting at plus mm-hmm. 2,500 at the time, but plus, a plus, a plus 1,000 is not bad.
0: Yeah, and when you go through the preseason, if you paid any attention to what Lovey Smith was saying, every time he was at a podium, he could have stopped gushing about Damian Pierce. So yeah. uh, there's certainly uh, no doubt that he's going to lean on him heavily this season. Uh, Charge, last week I had a uh, a Mama I Made It moment when I was uh-huh. getting ready for my guillotine league draft, and then all of a sudden in the chat somebody's like, is this Joe O from The Score and BenQL? I'm get, <laughs> trying to get my draft done. and People want to talk right. about The Score and BenQL daily. So... Uh, I, I, I got right. my four teams, four teams all set. Are, are you guys nice. cutting it off since the football starts tonight as far as? Well, uh, guillotine yeah,
1: we're not doing drafts today because of the game tonight. But then after that, we're still yeah. drafting new guillotine leagues Friday, <laughs> Saturday, and even Sunday morning for some quick drafts. And yeah, so we're still making them if you and you get wherever, whatever happens Thursday, you get that. So if you get Josh Allen has a great game, which, by the way, I do not expect, um, then you would oh, get wow. those points. So, yeah. There's, um, that's, that's, man, that's how that works. So if you're only in four leagues, there's still room to get into like six, right? <laughs> I, know. I love uh, it.
3: Well, let's get to tonight's game. We've got some football. Are there any props yeah. or betting angles that you love for tonight Church?
1: Well, the first is the 52 point over under is feels completely broken to me. This is arguably the toughest offensive matchup for both teams all year in the same game. These teams rank number one and number two in passing touchdowns allowed. And they both have very strong run defenses as well. I can't give you a single player with all the superstar talent on these on these rosters, offensive rosters. I can't give you a single player that has an easy pathway to points, be they fantasy points or real life points. It's all going to come hard in this game. Even Josh Allen for as great as he was in the playoff run last year. And as ridiculous as you looked, what you know when we saw Josh Allen in the handful of series that he got in the preseason, there's a brutal matchup. The Rams allowed the second fewest passing touchdowns last year. No opposing quarterback all year. Top two touchdowns against the Rams. You're hoping for a little something from his legs, and we did see Kyler Murray and Tyler Huntley had a little success on the ground against the Rams. But the matchups for his receivers aren't great. Jalen Ramsey and Stephon Diggs. Gabriel Davis was often awesome in the playoffs, but. He's got a sneaky tough matchup on cornerback David Long, who's actually gave up less yards and less touchdowns than Jalen Ramsey did last year in his coverage. So th- I'm telling you, this is there are not this is this has this has underwritten on it so many ways. When I look at the individual matchups, it just doesn't feel like there's pathways to a lot of points.
2: You know, Church, I'm glad you brought up Josh Allen. Um, I think it's interesting the way we we talk about him. Now, those playoff games were unbelievable, right? And his highs are as high as anybody in the NFL. But he regressed last year in the regular season compared to where he was two years ago. He had like six or seven clunkers, completion percentage under 60, passer rating mm-hmm. under 80. I look at games against Pittsburgh, Baltimore, the Rams. What do you think about Allen in terms of season long? I know he's a fantasy monster, but favored for the MVP, would you be in on that? Or, or do you think that the Allen thing, the hype may be exceeding what he's actually done on the field you know, last season for the whole?
1: Well, he hits all the criteria to win the MVP quarter. It's a quarterback driven award. Even you know Cooper cup puts up the triple crown in a historic season and can't win it. Right. It's a quarterback driven award. And it usually goes to a quarterback that's sitting uh, at the high end of the win total. And Josh Allen also gives you the, because of the running, he gives you those highlights, spectacular plays that honestly do count towards votes. And so I do think he's a totally legitimate MVP candidate. Now, whether or not you want to pay the price on him at MVP is an entirely different discussion. At plus 700, you know, that's not great value. And he's a twisted knee away from not, you know, not being even eligible for that. So, you know, the plus 700 to me makes it really tough to back Josh Allen, but he really does hit all, all the right criteria to win the award.
0: Let's talk about these uh, running back situations with both teams tonight. We can uh, attack yeah. as far as the player props tonight, or f- or for this uh, season, uh, whatever you like. I find this very challenging. Uh, I'm not sure what the Bills are going to do, and then they draft Cook. Like these teams don't waste a second round draft pick. Like Cook's going to be a part of the offense. What is it going to be? And it's the same thing with the Rams. Uh, Acres he faded last year. Henderson, mm-hmm. and then they go and bring in a rookie too. I mean, I mean the, we're we could have a conversation about six different running backs hitting the field tonight. So, so what do we do?
1: Yeah, and Josh Allen running, right? I mean, you know, really splitting yeah. up yeah. running between these two seven ways. Joe, um, Rams are really good run defense, so I can't. I don't love the Bills here either. But get this: no back topped ninety-one yards against Los Angeles after Week Four of last year, and over those final twelve games, Los Angeles allowed. 3.4 yards per carry that would have that would have been league best had that been over a full season this is an elite run defense that brings back virtually everybody from last year and as you mentioned the bills divvying up those carries at least two ways and probably three because zach moss had an amazing preseason finally healthy after two years of injury and then on the ram side I'm so glad you're cautioning people on Cam Akers. This thing has all the looks of a timeshare. They've said it's going to be a timeshare. Cam Akers coming off that torn ACL. And as we have mentioned and many people have talked about, no running back has ever returned to productivity off a torn Achilles history of the NFL. It is a death sentence for running backs. Now, Akers is believed to have had a unique new surgical procedure, and maybe that will help him. And that's what helped him come back last year in the playoffs. But I think Cam Akers sitting on a low workload. I'd be very nervous about his total in this game, which is 43-ish and a half yards. That might be a lot in a split timeshare against a good Buffalo run defense, and especially with Andrew Whitworth retiring in the
3: offseason. Any other props or angles that you like for tonight that we didn't touch on?
1: Let's, let's talk about Stefan Diggs and his 70-yard total, which – which could be aggressive, right? So Jalen Ramsey is going to in all probability he's going to follow Diggs around the field a lot other than the slot where Ramsey usually does not go. And they might move Diggs into the slot a little bit for that reason. But when Ramsey on, on passes into Ramsey's coverage, he gives up 29 yards per game on passes into Ramsey's coverage. That's it. And Diggs was held to 49 yards against Ramsey when these teams met two years ago. Now, if they move Diggs into the slot where he he can run from the slot, and he, he's done that throughout his career on and off, things aren't a ton better because the Rams returned Troy Hill, their slot cornerback, who was had a lost season with Cleveland last year due to injury. He comes back. He was great with the Rams two years ago running from the slot. So I, just, I think that under on Diggs, it's all under for me. It's under on everything here, but it's also under mm-hmm. on Diggs in the 70
0: yards.
2: Church, we were discussing earlier, I think there's 14 new offensive play callers in the NFL this year. How much does that give you some trepidation? Do you need to see a week, you know, the bills, right? It's the same personnel for the most part, but now it's Dorsey, not Dable. When that happens, and this year it seems like it's happened more than, than most, does it give you a little pause heading into week one? Like, how are they going to do this? Or do you just go off the players and, and generally what we think in the scheme?
1: Yeah, usually the talent dictates whether or not you see consistency there. A lot of times, when you do see that change, you know, sometimes it's because the, the whole team was so bad that they blew out everybody, and you know, the whole thing's diseased and there's there's no salvaging it. But other times, uh, you you do see scenarios where people walk into a veteran laden group. Let me give you two examples from the Sean McVay coaching tree, where we had a lot of change. When Matt Lafleur walked into Green Bay um, in 2019, you know, he inherited Aaron Rodgers and a good offense. And that team went on to score 21, 27, 27, 34, 23, 42, and 31 points in the first seven games. And they were a juggernaut right out of the out of the gate. Zach Taylor, same year, inherits Andy Dalton, thrown to John Ross and Auden Tate, and they lost their first eleven games. So I think mostly it's 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 dictated by the talent that's sitting on the roster already, and it's why the Bills, in particular, as we're talking about this game tonight, should be able to continue with the success they had.
0: Ah, uh, Joe G was shaking his head at me when I brought up Christian McCaffrey having a good year. Now, now you're yeah. thinking of a different award than I was looking at. I was looking at Offensive Player of the Year at 25 to one, but you're thinking another another way to attack CMC, right?
1: Well, yeah, I love your 25 to one. By the way, it's, I think it's great value on him because he does have the tool set. Obviously, <laughs> you have to believe Christian McCaffrey is going to stay healthy, and that's you know that's the whole fly in the ointment, and that's what that's why you're buying him. At 25 to one in that bet think about him here for comeback player of the year instead the field is super weak derrick henry with all the workload on derrick henry is sitting at just plus 400 and if you want somebody that's primed for a possible regression it's him with all the workload and running behind the bad offensive line that they've now got in tennessee i really don't like him at plus 400. Jameis winston plus 500 Michael Thomas already heard at plus 800. I can get Christian McCaffrey plus 900. If he plays the full season, he's by far the most talented player out of this most talented player out of this group offense, you know, full full featured, pass catching, rushing, he could lead the league in all-purpose yardage. That's the upside he's got. And you can get Christian McCaffrey. You can shop that to plus 900. 9 to 1, we'll take that.
3: What about Kirk Cousins, 50 to one MVP? I love that um, new coach, he's got Justin Jefferson there. They have the ability to possibly rack up some wins, which will put them in the MVP conversation. Bye bye Zimmer, um, clean slate for Cousins and company. What are your thoughts there?
1: Aaron, I like the way you think and you, you just housed a bunch of my talking points, which I which is fantastic. I Part of the reason I like Kirk so much, effectively and quietly played at an mvp level last year but his defense kept giving up leads and kept giving up the wins at the ends of games had the defense just held serve this team kirk cousins would have been in the mvp conversation last year and the team would have been sitting at 14 ish wins um, and would have been soundly in the playoffs he threw 34 touchdowns two years ago 33 last year against just seven interceptions love that ratio they're out of the stone age with the Mike Zimmer offense that's got to run all the time. And now we've got the offensive coordinator that just put Cooper Cup on the MVP, or sorry, near Offensive Player of the Year. And Kirk Cousins could be easily sitting at in a position on a 12-win, 13-win, 14-win team if you believe that that the Sean McVay coaching tree is going to extend to Kevin O'Connell. And you think Kirk Cousins can just maybe get 10 15% better statistically than he was. You think the Vikings outperform their I think they're sitting at 10 10 and a half win total. I and Kirk Cousins in the conversation but 50 to 1 in a quarterback on a quarterback award? Yeah, I'm in.
2: Charts, while we have you, what do you think Sunday? It's one of the most interesting games, close to, uh, close spread. Vikings hosting the Packers, the first game for O'Connell. Uh, a lot of, part of me thinks the Vikings win this game outright. What are you thinking?
1: Well, we've never had less to go on rolling into a, a new a new coaching staff, really, because there's so many unknowns. You know, Kevin O'Connell's got a short resume, uh, only a play caller for one year, and it was several years ago in Washington. Um, and then he didn't show any cards in the preseason. Basically, started no starters, none on offense, virtually none on defense. Um, we, it's hard to know what's coming from Minnesota, but it's also hard for the Packers to script that. Packers maybe without uh, Alan Lazard you're starting wide receivers for Green Bay in this game as it stands right now in this minute without knowing Lazard's status Sammy Watkins uh Randall Cobb and maybe Romeo Dubs as a rookie you know that might be advantage Vikings right there it's a home game for Minnesota this is um the Vikings have generally fared a little better at home in this series and you know these are teams that usually split most seasons I you know the line right now is is really tough at Packers. Uh, it's Packers minus one, I believe. Last I looked, I I think honestly I would watch from the sidelines because there's so many unknowns with this new Viking scheme, new new coaching staff. You know we just we just don't know. I don't I don't think I would actually put any money on it if if it were me. I don't like the risk in it.
2: Great stuff, Paul Charchi and the Guillotine League's Paul. We appreciate hopping on. Enjoy Week One. We'll catch up soon. Lightning bets next on the BQL Network.